2: Welcome to Throwback Trivia Take Down, a no holds bar trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co host, John Spees. And today we are continuing the 2022 patron tournament. Who will be the next head Nostalgia File in charge? Who will sit atop the throne of retro royalty? Maybe one of these two contestants. In one corner, it's her first time on the show, a new patron, and we're excited to see what she can do. It's Sarah. She'll burn you so bad you'll need aloe vera calori. Sarah, please tell everybody a little bit about yourself.
3: Uh, well, I just joined as a patron mostly so I could hear what intro you made up. So I'm good. I'll forfeit. <laughs> and that's the show for the week.
2: Wow. Easy uh, game.
3: Easy game. Well, it's yours. I, I don't want to go against Scott. Um, <laughs> I am a New Jersey transplant living in Southern California. I am a physics professor. I got a husband, a kid, two wonderful dogs, and this is the least confident I have been going into a trivia podcast and I've been on beat my Guest three times. So,
2: <laughs> okay. Woo, intense, but yeah, as you kind of already mentioned, yeah, the winner of this game will go head-to-head with our uh, reigning champion, Scott Barber, who uh, is very, very talented, but it could be one of y'all, very excited to see that happens because in our other corner, your uh, contestant, you go last heard him in an epic battle against the other very difficult opponent of Bing Cal, where Will took the victory, uh, it's always an exciting match with him, that's why he is Will the Thrill Gilbert. Lisa, hi, and tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Uh, hi, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm a high school teacher, and we are about to go back to school after the, after the break, and I am almost ready. <laughs> um, and my sleep schedule's not back
2: yet, though, no. So, uh, but I'm excited to be here. All right, well, yeah, we're excited to have both of y'all, um, but we're also excited to learn the rules.
1: Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of ten questions in different pop culture categories, focused on a decade that will be randomised. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are Movies, Music, Television, Toys and Games, Sports, Fashion, Slang, News and Politics, Literature and Food. Round two consists of the same ten categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you ten points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown.
2: Okay, now that we know how to play our little game here, I want to get to know Sarah and Will just a little bit better. And I've kind of been in a movie mood. And so I want to know, what is your favorite rom-com? Oh, God. Impress me. <laughs> Do you want to go first?
3: I I have, like, two answers, and I don't know which to give. One is One is, like, the... I guess the fun trivia fact, the most well-earning rom-com, but my, this is terrible. I'm probably not going to win on this, but I don't care. My guiltiest of guilty pleasures. It's so bad. It's good for me. The wedding planner. I don't know why there's, I don't know how much redeeming there is about it, but it's like vintage McConaughey being Mm -hmm. putting in probably very little effort to get a nice (laughs) paycheck with JLo for his suite. (laughs) And then Justin Chambers as Masmo the, a clueless Italian also a nice little icing on that cake so it's like when you're feeling down the wedding planner just does it for me yeah
2: fair
0: enough I don't know why but I, I've seen this movie twice in the last like month so I'm gonna go with it I don't know if it's that good at all but I'm gonna go with Sweet Home Alabama uh and, and I'm gonna go with that prim- primarily because I've seen it so much so recently but also because I I really like the idea of lightning glass as, as like a focal point in a, I don't, that's it. That's my answer. Uh,
2: yeah. That's <laughs> the uh, Reese Witherspoon one, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Um, y'all have not made this easy for me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they're, prob- they're probably both awful. Um, they are, stuff.
2: but that's
0: why we like them.
2: Yeah. Um. So you got Reese Witherspoon and Patrick Dempsey or Matthew McConaughey and J-Lo in both of them are trash films, <laughs> but, I will say I have only actually seen one of them because uh, my girlfriend in college forced me to watch it and it was not very good, but because I've seen it, that means The Wedding Planner is going to win, and so Sarah gets to go first. Well chosen, well chosen. Uh, All right, Sarah, what category would you like to start off this game with?
3: I don't know. I wasn't prepared to win with The Wedding Planner. (laughs) Um, I told you, I wasn't very confident in any of this. If the decade's good, I'm good. Let's go with fashion.
4: Okay. Ooh. All right.
2: And we're starting out in the 50s. Okay. This alliterative style of jean was first designed by Irene Casmer in 1957 in Los Angeles, California. They're known for fitting tightly around the pelvis and thighs while usually having flared or bell-bottom lower legs.
3: So bell-bottom's not the alliterative answer. Um ooh something I, I feel like I've probably owned this but they look terrible on my short little legs with the flare I really don't know I would have gone with bell bottoms um, I don't know
2: alright Will can you steal is a is
0: our pedal pushers a thing that's what I'm going to go with are, I, was, I don't know you tell me
2: <laughs> <laughs> that, that's all I've got is pedal pushers pedal pushers is incorrect not oh. what I'm looking for Oh, that's
3: a good guess I thought you were going to get it
2: it is a good guess. Um, yeah, so I think other people, and absolutely, I put in bell bottoms in here to try and go away from it. But the real hint is fitting tightly around the pelvis and thighs. If you notice, I, who says pelvis? Because uh, I was hiding away from the word hip huggers. I'm looking for hip huggers. Oh, God. Yep. Hip huggers. Okay. <laughs> All right. No points rewarded. Will, it is your category to pick.
0: Um- Because we're clearly going away from the standard uh, of throwback trivia takedown uh, fashion, we're going to go news and politics next.
2: Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we're staying in the 50s. All right. In 1956, an invasion of Egypt by Israel, the UK, and France aimed to regain control of this canal for the Western powers and to remove Egyptian President Gamal Abdel Nasser, who had just nationalized the canal. You're asking for the name of the canal. Name of the canal. The Suez. It is the Suez Canal. All right. Uh, We are heading back to Sarah. What category would you like?
3: Toys and games.
2: Toys and games. We're staying in the 50s. Oh, Lord. Okay. All right. Rumor has it that this game has got its name from a Canadian couple who invented it to play with friends on their big boat. This game of luck was originally sold by ES Low Company from 56 to 73 before being bought by Hasbro.
3: I feel like rumor is a clue, but what is a game of luck, like a rumor? Big boat. Your game is hard because I like to think out loud to process, but you're welcome to. No, because then you give, (laughs) then you might possibly help Will process and he doesn't need any help. He's going to probably kick my butt anyway. Um. Is it, oh no, that's not a game of luck. Um, game of luck, big boat, and rumors. Um, I don't know. I'm just going to go with the Yahtzee.
2: Yeah, rumor wasn't actually a hint, but the big boat is the yes. hint for Yahtzee. They uh, apparently, you know, made it for their yacht. <laughs> so, all right. We are heading back to Will. What category would you like? Sports. Sports. John, if you say 50s, I'll cut you.
4: Uh No, we are going to the opposite end of the spectrum to the 2000s.
2: Okay. I was hoping this question would come up. Oh, God. On September 22nd, 2007, Mike Gundy, coach of what college football team, was fed up with the media in a passionate speech to the press? He gave us the unforgettable line, come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40.
0: <laughs> Mike Gundy, the notorious 40-year-old, uh, I think was Oklahoma State.
2: Oklahoma State is correct. Uh, He was in his super bright orange Oklahoma State attire. Yeah. (laughs) What a (laughs) wonderful line.
0: I I feel like every birthday he has to give a new speech. (laughs) Like every time he turns a new age, like I'm assuming by now he's like, I'm a man. I'm 60. Yeah. Right. Like he's got to do it every year. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So we need it. We do need it.
2: Yep. All right. Good job on getting that one. Sarah, what category would you like?
3: Let's go with food.
2: Uh, and we're going to the 60s. Jell-O. Jell-O is incorrect. Uh, Will, would you like to steal? <laughs> I'd like to hear the question. Oh. First. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For Sarah, yes. for Sarah, name this largest pizza delivery chain on the planet that was founded in Michigan in 1960. Currently, they have more than 17,000 stores in 90 countries. Oh,
3: God. I mean, there's obviously, there's a few obvious answers here and do i know my pizza chain geography i mean okay as, as a new jerseyan first i have to tell you they're all garbage that's <laughs> oh, it's like obligatory garb- i'm from new jersey it's all garbage um that has nothing to do with the answer i just i will get my new jersey card revoked
2: mm-hmm. you're all about that deep dish right yeah
3: <laughs> what is spe- is new jersey special for pizza
2: or do they just steal new york pizza do they drive into new york and get new york pizza
3: no, we got ours. It's, I mean, it's the same style. But... So Oh, so it's the
2: same style. <laughs> okay, but it's totally different. It's ours.
3: Yeah, I feel like New York, you get a lot of. They
2: just get theirs at Wawa.
3: Yeah, so the Wawa makes it better. <laughs> I feel like New York, you get a lot of because it's known for the pizza, like cheaper places that aren't good as quality. Whereas the New Jersey stuff, like you're, you're more likely to have a higher percentage of quality pizza. Oh, okay. Um, we do you not. Know, I could, I could turn this podcast around. We could do this for <laughs> <Yeah>, forty five just... <laughs> minutes. Boom! The pizza, um,
2: New York, New Jersey pizza podcast
3: okay this one's really hard because the michigan thing i do not have much thunder but i feel like this is going to be wrong but for some reason i associate michigan with papa johns even though it's probably one of the other two major chains but something in my brain is telling me it could be wrong i'm gonna go with papa johns
2: papa johns is incorrect yeah <sighs> will you get a chance to steal Can you read it one more time for me Name this largest pizza delivery chain on the planet that was founded in Michigan in 1960. Currently, they have more than 17,000 stores in 90 countries. So now now that I get the chance to see, i get
0: to talk it out, which is nice. Um, (laughs) I was pretty sure it wasn't Papa John's. That was like the one I had eliminated. So I'm kind of disappointed because I I think like I associate that with Louisville. But so I'm down to Pizza Hut. Dominoes and uh, Little Caesars, because I know that Little Caesars is definitely a, a Michigan-based chain. My worry is that it's not seventeen thousand; it's not the biggest. I think I was listening to a podcast recently that that had the number of Dominoes lower than that, but I think there's more Dominoes near me. That's not very helpful. Um, I'm, just because I know it's a Michigan for sure, I'm going to go with Little Caesars.
2: Little Caesars is incorrect. All right. Um, yeah, is it Pizza you, Hut? It's not Pizza Hut. It is it's that dominoes. other one. I it is Domino's. So yeah. I'm just double checking their stats, at least on Wikipedia. Uh, yes, yeah, 17, right around that 17,000 locations uh, worldwide. I,
0: I will say that I most recently was... I don't remember which podcast I was listening to, but I, I am like three years behind in some podcasts. So the number in my head, I'm sure, is
2: just outdated. Okay, no points awarded. We are back to, well, Will, we are over to you.
0: Um, let's try
2: slang. Okay. Staying away from our big three, as I like to call them.
4: And your decade is the
2: 90s. Okay. musculus solanum tuberosum is a scientific way to say this two-word phrase meaning a person who spends a great deal of time using a computer. The phrase made it into the dictionary in the 90s, though I've never actually heard anyone use it in real life. Okay, I'm going to need you to go very slowly on the first few words. (laughs) musculus, solanum tuberosum is a scientific way to say this two word phrase, meaning a person who spends a great deal of time using a computer. The phrase made it into the dictionary into the 90s, but I personally have never heard anyone actually use it. Okay, so the only reason I'm gonna get this correct is that I'm a Latin teacher.
0: Not because I've heard this ever in my life, but I get it, it fits. Uh, mus musculus is the word that means mouse, That that is the, the Latin term for mouse which is interesting because though actually the word musculus uh, also means muscle, but it's because when they did anatomy back in the day and they cut open muscles, it sort of curled up into what looked to be like a little mouse. So you have a little mouse in your arm. Um, and then solanum, um, et cetera, et cetera, the tuber, that means potato. So it's a mouse potato uh, is the answer.
2: Mouse potato is correct. Wow. <laughs> Props is here. it right? Re-
3: is it really slang if no one ever actually used it <laughs> outside of probably one, like, yeah. tech article?
0: Yeah, the, the dictionary writer.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yep. Uh, right. Well, great use of your uh, your Latin teaching skills. And, uh, Sarah, we are back to you.
3: Yeah, if Will gets one on Latin, I would like the question on physics, please.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. It's pop culture.
3: So, it's... Um, I'm going to go with literature.
2: Okay, literature coming at you. And your decade is the 80s. The 1986 film Stand By Me was adapted from this 1982 Stephen King novella, which was included in the uh, collection Different Seasons.
3: God, I was hoping you were going to ask for the author. If I don't get it, I'm going to know it as soon as I hear it. I'm going to know it, but I I don't think I'm going to be able to recall it. Let's go with, hey, look, there's a dead body.
2: Hey, look, there's a dead body is incorrect. Will, can you steal? That was really close. The answer is the body. (laughs) The answer is just simply the body. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, And in that collection of different seasons, you also get Shawshank Redemption, Apt Pupil, um. So, yeah, it's a. a and very, the other one. And the other one, exactly. It's those three that have all been made into films, and then that other one. Uh, that was a question by Brian. It was a
4: good book, though. All four stories are really good.
2: Yeah. Uh, question by Brian Cohen. Thank you very much, Brian. All right, Will does get the steal, and uh, we're going back to you for a category. Will, which one would you like?
0: Uh, none of these?
2: None of these. <laughs> I will
0: take. Um, I mean, I know these, but do
2: I? TV. And your decade is the 80s. Question from Chris Ossie. Thank you, Chris. This PBS program has been broadcasting news reports and documentaries since 1983, winning multiple Emmy Awards and Peabody Awards. You said it's news and documentary? Yep. News and documentary, PBS program. Let's try Frontline. Frontline is correct. Wow. Um,
0: That is like the only... Thanks for the PBS question. <laughs> that was like the least pop culture you could do. And I appreciate yeah. that.
3: How did, you, did you get the two like people on the show to face each other that are like, I don't want to answer questions about pop culture, please. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Seems like it, but yay, it's enjoyable. All right. Which one would you like, Sarah? You got what movies and music left?
3: Three. Movies.
2: Movies. I hear the confidence in your voice, the excitement. And your decade is the 50s. Okay. What famous singer won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor after starring in the 1953 military movie From Here to Eternity, which also won Best Picture that year? The film is also known for a scene with Burke Lancaster and Deborah Kerr kissing on the beach.
3: That's like the only thing I know about that movie. A singer who's won? Did you say if it was a supporting actor, actress?
2: Yep, uh, Best Supporting Actor.
3: Okay. Male singer won an Oscar. Also acting. I don't know. I'm going to go with Frank Sinatra because he was also in movies.
2: Frankie Sinatra is correct.
3: Go New Jersey. Yay. Go
2: New Jersey. And thank you. Jersey powers activate. (laughs) Jersey powers activate. Form of. Secaucus.
3: Old blue eyes. Yeah. (laughs) Form of good pizza.
2: Good. There you go. Right. And thank you, Chris Ossie, for that question. All right. Left. We've got music for Will. All right, and your decade is the 90s. I believe this person was the only female recording artist to have a Billboard top 10 hit in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s.
0: Um, that's because in the 90s she had one with Believe, uh, and that is where I almost thought that last question was going to go until you said it was the 50s uh, with this Share.
2: Do you believe in life after love? That was a perfect rendition. Uh, yes, it is share, and thank you, Vernon Heggie, for that question. It wasn't perfect because there was no auto tune, and you uh, need well, auto tune to make the, that song. Is made by auto. It is. I think I pretty well emulated that though.
3: Post production.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. That is the end of round one. John, could you please give us the score update? All right, uh, Will
4: jumped up to a little, uh, good bit of a lead, but anything can happen in round two. Will has 60 and Sarah has 20.
2: Yep, that's what I have as well. All right, since Sarah got to pick first in round one, Will, you get to pick for Sarah in round two.
0: Um, I hope you like two music questions in a row. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'll take music. Ends on the music question.
2: All right, so music it is. Uh, John, what category? Or what uh, decade?
4: We have our first seventies question.
2: Okay, and we also have a trip to the throwback lounge. Everybody's oh. favorite trip on this show, I think. <laughs> um, and I, Sarah, I'm going to need you to name the group of this 1977 number one hit. Well, now I get low and I get high. And if I can't get either, I really try. Got the wings of heaven on my shoes. I'm a dancing man and I just can't lose. You know, it's all right. It's okay. I'll live to see another day. Hey, hey, hey. It's all right. It's okay. Live to see another.
3: I know. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's staying alive. That's the Bee Gees, right? And it- with my confidence, it better be because I'm going <laughs> to look like an idiot if it's not.
2: It is the Bee Gees. Good job. Uh, okay. All right. What category would you like to give Will?
3: I don't know. Um, I'm going to go with, the, with fashion.
2: Okay. And your decade is the 80s. What clothing company with an unusual name was founded in 1895 in Wisconsin? Though not originally known for children's clothes, by 1984, nearly 80% of their production went towards kids' clothing, uh, which their most notable product being hickory striped overalls. Oshkosh. Bagash? Yeah, okay, thank you. I was <laughs> okay. gonna say need more, but yes, Oshkosh Bagash is correct. Yep. The town was Oshkosh, Wisconsin, and they added the bagash at some point. It's it's weird. I don't I don't get it, but it's I, a cute name.
0: Me neither. But I they have great branding because everybody knows who
2: they are and what they yep. do. <laughs> yep, very true. All right, Will, what category do you want to give to Sarah?
0: Uh, because it's, I, I,
2: who knows what it will be.
0: Uh, let's do slang.
4: And uh, we got another 50s
2: question. Okay. A ragtop was 50s slang for what style of vehicle?
3: That's a, that's a convertible. So your ragtop down and your hair can blow. <laughs>
2: that is correct. Ragtop is a convertible. Nice and quick and easy question. There
0: is that an ice ice baby. It reference? is okay. Just making sure.
2: <laughs> See, y'all know your music.
0: Yeah, Homie's exactly.
3: Homie's on standby. Wait just
2: to say hi. Uh, Sarah, <laughs> what would you like to give Will? Uh, more. Unless you want to give him more vanilla ice lessons, because this is awesome too.
0: I mean, <laughs> we can talk about that a lot, but mostly because I love Ninja Rap. That's the best oh, one. Ninja Ninja Rap. That's yeah. But also because <laughs> I've seen the
2: Secret of Us more than most films. It's it's. <laughs> a solid i think an underrated sequel
3: it's good my my kids just getting into ninja turtles so
2: all right what category would you like will to try to answer next
3: food okay
2: uh, and your decade is the 70s okay roll tide this drink was featured in the playboy bartender's guide back in 1971 it's a mix of southern comfort slow gin amaretto and orange juice war eagle okay um, I get that, but also so my mom's from Huntsville
0: and half of her family went to Auburn half of them went to Alabama, so that's a little bit of a mess to, to say both of those in the same sentence. Yeah. Um I don't a hundred percent know this, but I think there's something called an Alabama slammer. So I'm gonna go with that. Alabama slammer.
2: Alabama slammer is correct. Yes, I, I mean, as a Georgia fan, I hated saying both of that, but I it was a <laughs> I thought it was a good way to get to Alabama.
4: When I was uh, when I was at UGA in the marching band, we would constantly make fun of Ar- Auburn because it had like four different mascots or something like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, was, you did, it was like Tiger, air, War Eagle, something.
0: I ah, not We didn't care.
2: Yeah, kissing cousin, all those different ones. Yeah, sorry, that's a joke. Just we love you, Alabama fans.
0: <laughs> it's okay. Uh, my my uncle Bubba went to Auburn.
2: So
4: <laughs> actually, right, we can't like Alabama fans right now because we're waiting on no. the uh, national. You're right. I don't like
2: Alabama fans, but I like the people from Alabama. typically. Okay, fair enough. How about that? All right uh, will what category do you want to give to Sarah? how um, about literature? okay
4: Adam, we're staying in the 50s
2: back to the 50s. okay in 1952 this author wrote about some pig and the spider who deci- who deceives a farmer to keep him from the slaughterhouse.
3: Um, is that E.B. Webb?
2: E.B Webb
3: Why oh yeah! <laughs> I, it's so stupid. I know exactly what I brain farted uh, there. Is
2: incorrect.
3: incorrect. Uh, oh, sorry. That was, that was a total it. brain fart.
2: So quick and so confident I had to go with your first. Uh, Will, you can steal. Do you want to? I don't, not really. Like I know the answer, but I, I feel really
0: bad about That's it.
3: Such a brain it's, fart.
0: I mean, she already said it's E.B. White, which is the right answer.
3: It's yeah. so stupid. Uh, put me out of my misery before I, you know. So there's no chance of facing Scott Barber. It will be worse. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> yeah, it's E.B. White. It's E.B. White, not Webb. Uh, but yeah. No,
3: I. It was. It was so dumb. I was like, I got them mixed, and I was like, yeah, that sounds perfect.
2: <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, we just got to go with those, you know. It's
3: early here, and oh. <laughs> I didn't sleep well last night. That's my excuse. It's California, and I got real up real early for this.
2: <laughs> well, thank you for waking up early. Um, sorry, your brain is not uh, fully caught up yet, but maybe. All right. Well, Will gets that difficult steal, um, but now you got to give him a category as well.
3: In purely a defensive move, I'm giving him sports. Okay. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs>
2: Uh, and your decade is the 90s. On November 8th, 1991, this player announced to the world that he would be retiring from basketball. Despite his prognosis, he still played on the 1992 Dream Team in Barcelona and briefly returned to play for the Los Angeles Lakers in the 95-96 season before retiring for good.
0: I think that was Magic Johnson.
2: It is Magic Johnson. All right, Will, what would you like to give to Sarah? Let's do uh, toys and games. And your decade is the 80s. 80s. This video game character was introduced in 1982, first appearing in arcades. He would jump up and down a pyramid, changing colors of the squares to complete a puzzle, avoiding enemy characters such as Coily and Wrongway. Okay. <laughs> she's there's looking a... at you like she's expecting more out of that question. That's, that <laughs> is the entire question. And then it's a question from Brian Cohen. Thank you, Brian. I,
3: I agree that there's information given in that question. So Jump Up and Down a Pyramid's Changing Colors of Things?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, I don't think I've played this game ever. Um, um, okay. I'm just going to make a guess, because wasn't the original name like Jumpman or something with like Mega Man or something like that?
2: Jumpman or, or Mega, Mega Man? Man is, they're both incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's all right. Uh, Will, can you steal? I think this is Qbert. Qbert, the snouted, short little guy who jumps on squares and changes colors and does the uh, all the things i said yes it is cubert
3: that's what cubert is okay yeah it's
0: it's weird because they it's a pyramid of cubes mm-hmm. but they're on an angle so they're all like weird diamond shapes yep sort tessellated and so i i guess i didn't until right now realize it's probably based cube like it's Q-bert. him jumping on cubes i didn't get that till right
2: now all right he gets the steel and sarah do you want to give Will news and politics, TV, or movies?
3: It doesn't matter. Everything I give him, he gets, even if I think it's out of his wheelhouse. Let's go with movies. All
2: right.
4: And your decade is the 2000s. Okay. In
2: 2005, Keanu Reeves played this DC character, a cynical exorcist with the ability to perceive and communicate with half-angels and half-demons in their true form. Um, I think
0: this is the prequel to the John Wick films, uh, Constantine.
2: <laughs> Not quite the prequel, but yes it is Constantine, underrated film. I think it's a solid it's, film. It's
0: great. I also watched that in the youth group. Um, <laughs> interesting? Yeah.
3: It kind of makes sense, I guess there's some biblical stuff.
0: Yeah,
2: true. Not really canonical, I'm going to say. No, <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs>
3: but is anything but the original language, really? Because I know, you know,
2: which Will can probably read. No. <laughs> no. Okay. All right, Will, what do you want to give to Sarah? Uh,
0: Sarah, would you like TV or news and politics?
3: No. (laughs) 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 I want a science trivia game, please. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll go with news and politics because, you know, I know all the lyrics to to, We Didn't Start the Fire, so that might.
0: So, yeah, I'll give her news and politics. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Okay. And your decade is the 70s. There you go. Actually, I think the last one was in there because it wasn't was Trouble in the Suez. It was Suez. Trouble in the Suez, yeah.
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> right. Okay. 70s news and politics. The Ogaden War went from 1977 to 78. It was another African conflict between Somalia and this Eastern African nation over control of the Ogaden
3: region. Um, I'm going to guess Ethiopia because it's in that region. And is this how like they lost a coastline or something like that?
2: Ethiopia. Is correct. Nice oh. job. Good job.
0: I think that's right. I'm not positive, but I think that's right.
3: Because I know e- e- Ethiopia is weird because it's like by the water, but it doesn't have a coastline. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Is I wonder if this is how like that that happened?"
2: I didn't read up up, up enough on it, but I'll say sure.
3: Yeah. Yep. That's probably <laughs> exactly. Why not? It's, it sounds good.
2: <laughs> I just read enough to get a question. I was like, okay, that's a good question.
3: That's, that is a good. That's a nice question. Um, because I got it. I I yeah. do want to say. I knew a lot more. I knew all the questions Will's been getting right, too. So yeah. it's not like I die. I just have the luck of... bad. That's how it works. Uh, I know. Yep. That's how it works. Just bad luck. Um, I guess I'll give him TV to, to finish it off.
2: Okay.
4: And we have yet another 50s question.
2: All right. Another 50s question. Another question from Chris Hasse as well. Thank you, Chris. This Western series... Which debuted in nineteen fifty nine and ran for fourteen seasons showcased the Cartwright family as they lived on their Nevada ranch.
0: You said fourteen seasons, right? Correct. Man, I have a a, like a coin flip in my head, and so I'm going to say bonanza. Bonanza is correct. I thought Gunsmoke lasted way longer, and so that's why, but I wasn't sure.
3: Those the only two I could think of, and I was like, "Well, I'll guess the one that he didn't guess." <laughs> if you get it, if, a, if you didn't get it right.
2: And that was an important one, but uh, John, tell us why and the scores at the end of round two.
4: All right. Uh, well, Sarah did a much better job in round two than she did in round one. Um, unfortunately, so did Will. And our score is one hundred and thirty to fifty going into the final round.
2: Yeah, if you picked the wrong one, then Sarah could still have had a chance to uh, double up and tie you, but currently lockout. But I will say, Will, if you doubled up with 130, you would have the highest score we've ever seen. Ever seen. I listened to an episode recently where
0: you you encouraged this, but this is against (laughs) the the person who got zero, and so it totally made sense to do that.
3: And I just, it it maybe give you some more. If you want to bet them all and you lose, you don't have to face Scott Barber.
2: It's true. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about it. Exactly. Hide yourself from humiliation and be our highest scorer in a single game. Think about it. Uh, so we need Sarah and Will to write down their wagers for our final round.
4: Well, the first they're going to have to pick categories.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's do that, too. <laughs> All right. So, Will, as you're in the lead, what category would you like?
0: Um, things I know.
2: Which is a lot. Seems to be a lot. Is that of a stuff.
0: choice? Yeah. Is that a choice I can pick? Yeah. Um, I will take uh, news and politics.
2: Okay.
4: And the decade will be the '80s. And
2: Sarah, what category would you like?
3: I don't know. Do I go with confidence things I think I'll know, or do I try to go for like bet bet minimally, hope he goes big for pride and trip him up? This is a tough strategy. I'm terrible at strategy, as you know. My picks have shown so far. I'm gonna go with TV. I'm going right. to play the hard game, what I think might be the hard game, and go with TV.
4: All right, okay. and the decade will be the 60s.
2: The 60s. Okay. All right. Well, if Will and Sarah could write down their wagers for 60s TV and 80s news and politics, and will remember you have a chance to be the highest scoring person in a single game of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Just keep that in mind, and uh, yeah, let me know when you guys have your wagers written down.
3: Can I say, what, what is the highest score that he has to beat? I think it's 220,
2: two, maybe 230, uh, maybe 240. Uh, so I think I think Sam Carr or Eric Eid got it, and I can't remember when, but it was like a while back. Uh, so I I have not gone back and listened it, but I might. So 240, I'm kind of
3: 240. I think okay. I
2: think two forty actually is it. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. Will someday when we get big
4: enough, we'll have to employ a yeah. throwback trivia <laughs> yeah. historian to go back and re-listen to
2: everything. Yeah, exactly.
0: All you have to do is uh create a. Di- uh, do y'all have a Discord yet?
2: We don't have a Discord. <laughs> no, <laughs> we, create we, a Discord. We we notoriously then... hate Discord. <laughs>
0: okay. See, here's the thing. You don't have to mess with it at all. You just okay. have to create one and get somebody else to do it for you and then organize other people to go through uh, and they can do all the organization. And yeah, because <laughs> there are people with time uh, who yeah. are willing to do things like listening to podcasts and Fair. creating spreadsheets. Spreadsheets are fun. Spreadsheets
2: are fun. Yeah, no, John and I were playing uh, Among Us uh, with, you know, with some group of, of uh, other podcast friends and we had to use Discord. And maybe we're too old, but it just confused the heck out of me. And I was just like, I no, no likey. <laughs> all right, do you all have your wagers?
3: Sure.
2: Locked. Yeah. Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> all right, we are going to start off with uh, 60s TV, this game show which made its TV debut in 1967 with Monty Hall as its host, features costumed audience members picking what's behind curtains one through three and hoping to avoid the dreaded zonk. And our 80s news and politics question. The death of this famous actor on October 2nd, 1985, put a face on the AIDS epidemic as he was one of the first celebrities to die from AIDS-related complications and one of the earlier known gay actors. All right. As our contestants are thinking about their answers, uh, I'm just going to remind all of y'all to uh, check out some awesome shows on the Beef Up Network. Whether it's podcasting after dark, if you guys are into funky kind of you know horror or older kind of cult movies, check that one out. If it's talking back, if you're into literally anything nostalgia, they dive into all things pop culture, um, be it comics, video games, what whatnot, Um, action action, which they are diving into. Uh, action movies, whether it's um, People Don't Forget, which our friend Scott Grimes is talking about a whole bunch of different kind of either lists or or diving through um, you know specific things from specific years, whether it's Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, where you get yours truly talking about every single episode of Seinfeld, um, or Bless From Our Past. Yeah, the one that John and I do. That's a great <laughs> one, too. <laughs> we talk movies and albums and uh, top 10 lists from our nostalgic past. All right. Uh, you guys good to go? As good as I'll be. Yep. Okay. All right. We are going to start with Sarah, who was behind. What is your answer to our 60s TV and our 80s news and politics question?
3: I just want to say you accidentally gave me like a physics question (laughs) uh, because there's the famous Monty Hall problem, which is about considering statistics. And I teach statistical and thermal physics, and we give this to explain like why, when you go on this, why do you make decisions about doors? That's let's make a deal.
2: Yep. Very cool. Hey, you wanted one? And I got it. And I gave it to you. <laughs> yeah. <so.
3: laughs> there you go.
2: And uh your 80s news and politics answer.
3: Um, I went with because I believe he died of AIDS and I wasn't sure if by saying first gay actor like you were saying that someone was out. Uh and like well known as gay or not, but I went with Rock Hudson because I believe he died of complications of AIDS.
2: Okay. All right. And Will, what were your answers to our 60s TV and 80s news and politics?
0: I was also really excited about the let's make Make a deal um, for similar reasons of I played a board game the other night and I, I used that problem to, to make decisions. And the second one I have is also Rock Hudson, but I had the same trepidation of like not sure if if he was out or if what counted and I don't know exactly what he died sometime around then, but that's what I got.
2: All right, as y'all were so enthusiastically, um, you know, into, yes, let's make a deal, uh, the Monty Hall uh, theory. Actually, can you do a quick TLDR of that one, Sarah, as our new physicist, Uh, you know, sideline reporter?
3: Okay, it ha- it's, it's basically the fact that the the probabilities kind of become independent, like you can't necessarily, the first decision, oh, uh, Jesus, I, I usually have to write this down, like I have a chart and everything, but it's basically, I think if you pick the wrong door first. There's like a, a two and three chance that your first pick will be wrong. So if you don't switch, you still have the two thirds chance of being wrong. And if you do switch, you have the third chance. You It ups your chance of being right. I think that's it. I literally, every time I teach this, have to rewrite it down and go through the logic again. Cause yeah. it's, it's so <laughs> counterintuitive.
2: Fair enough. And the eighties news and politics question of the famous early known gay actor who died from AIDS complications in 1985 is Rock Hudson. Good job on knowing job. that one. So,
3: did you do it Will? Did you do it?
2: Did you do it, Will? We're gonna first. We'll find out what Sarah's got. Sarah. It what? Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh,
3: no, it, it, it's for pride. For pride. It's I for didn't- pride. I did 20 points because I was like, how, how high would he have to go to get the beat the record yep. plus if he goes to zero, how, how much can I bet for the pride of having a bigger score than 50? So I should <laughs> do 70.
2: There you go. So we have the important question will will you be our this is definitive if you did over like 110 or 120, definitive you will be uh, writing your your name in the echelons of best ever on our show. what did you wager?
0: I genuinely thought about cheating at the end and just writing a one additionally on here. Uh, I bet so that if I missed and she bet zero, we would have tied, Uh, and I bet 30. So,
2: All right, John. Mathesize us up and let us know who won.
4: With a final score of 160 seventy. Will Gilbert is moving on to the next round of the TTT Tournament
2: i'm so scared yes
3: congrats (laughs) better better you than me
2: (laughs) (laughs) congrats uh you know we're excited to have you both on today and excited to have will continue and because will you'll continue you can talk later um but sarah please uh you know talk uh about anything you want if you want to talk more physics um or anything (laughs) now is the time to do so
3: Uh, yeah Uh, don't get me started um support your local pizza place especially if it's not a chain um New year. We're taping this literally on January 2nd. So please help the new year, be healthy, get vaccinated, wear a mask, wear a good mask that goes over your nose. We're all adults. My three and a half year old understands over the nose. You can too. Thank you to my husband, Jason, for watching my kid while I'm doing this and <laughs> keeping the house relatively quiet.
2: No, thank you. And great advice there from Sarah Calori. Alright, uh, Will, you will be continu- continuing on to face Scott Barber um, kind of into that second slash first round, whatever it is, because we got uh, it's a funky bracket, but uh, excited to see how that goes, because, you know, yeah you, you are currently undefeated on uh, Throwback Trivia Takedown, Scott Barber is not undefeated, so we'll see how that goes, so Alright, for John, I'm Adam, and this is another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown
1: Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to takedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown.
0: Well then, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time.
3: Talking back.